Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, we have Isabella Johnson. Isabella is an evidential medium who is able to connect and channel those in spirit. Her ability to bring forward specific information and evidence brings comfort to the bereaved. Isabella is also a medical intuitive, life coach, bereavement companion, and offers classes on psychic and mediumship development. She luckily spends her time between her homes in Arizona, California, and Pennsylvania, and travels extensively to meet all of her clients' needs, both nationally and internationally. You can find out more about this lovely lady on her website, which is thesoulreadingmedium.com. Isabella Johnson, my new friend, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, Sandra. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you again. Thank you so much. I love this. I love meeting new friends just from the comfort of my own house. And you're in your home in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned the first snow fell. Right, right. Um, lost power yesterday, which was fun. But I'm just really enjoying winter, which is something I don't get to experience very much out in the Southwest. So yes. this is really a, a great joy for me. Yes. And for our listener, we are recording this actually in January of 2019. So you never know. Mm-hmm could be 2023 by the time somebody's listening to this. We just never know. Isabella, I just want to tell you that from my listeners and from the people that I associate with, you come very highly recommended as not only a medium, but just a person I I needed to connect with. So I'm super grateful that today's the day and I can't wait to find out more about you. Thank you. I thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So let's hear about you. How does it all begin? Maybe give us a little background about you and how you got into this wonderful world of mediumship. Well, it kind of found me. Um, I was born being able to see spirit. Um, the really interesting, I think, thing that differentiates me from a few mediums is that I see spirit outside of myself, the same way that I would see you or myself. Um, I see them physically. Wow. And I, uh, this is just something I thought everyone could do. My mother is able to do this, my grandmother. So for us, this is this is just our normal. I think I was about actually a little bit older, eight or nine, before I realized that this was not something everyone else was able to experience. So um, it's just kind of been in my life organically. And and when I was about 17 or 18, I kind of looked at this, do it while well, I was pushed, I think, into doing this really as a career. This is what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And, and that's what I do every day, 10 to 12 hours a day is, is meet with clients, sometimes individually on the phone, Skype, all sorts of different ways, and just share messages with their loved ones in spirit that really we go on forever. Oh, kudos to you, sister, for giving mm-hmm. that much of your time. And you know, as well as I do, as well as anybody listening, you have one great medium reading, and there's no question your loved one is with you. Right. And it really, I feel, improves the grieving process. Oh, exponentially. Just having that validation. And I ask that they come through for myself. This is how it normally works. Um, Someone will come through in spirit, well, actually physically to me, and they will really give me their thoughts, memories, and emotions. And my job is just to provide that conversation with heaven. I just translate and verbatim say what they say back to me. And it ends up being a 30 or, you know, 60 minute conversation with your loved one. They talk about things. They really start with how they transitioned, which is good evidence for, for you know, my clients. And then they talk about things that were very important in their life that, that 
the client shared with them or memories or shared experiences. And then we kind of move on to things that have happened since they've transitioned out of the physical. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody definitely who believes in mediumship, but this could be a a very first episode for someone listening today. Uh, You you are actually episode 287 of We Don't Die Radio, which is shocking that I have been recording this (laughs) this many, but there there are so many. But if this could be someone's first episode, could you give Mm -hmm. us maybe without divulging any names, um, just some of your favorite stories that may help someone really do believe that our loved ones go on? Uh, I, I think my one of my well, my most favorite clients are the ones that are very skeptical because I am skeptical as well too. I do not know how this works. I have no idea how how someone in spirit is able to come through so clearly and provide such evidence. So when an appointment is made, it's never made through me. It's made through my assistant who does all of the booking and scheduling. And I just have a first name and the the preferred way of contacting you. Uh, groups are also something I love to do. I have no one's information at all. I just show up. Um, and spirit begins to come through with just such delightful memories. Sometimes they're very quirky. I think one of my, let's see, one of my very favorite ones is somebody that was talking about a fight that they had with that person, argument over a sweater, who owned the sweater. And that continued into spirit. They were very adamant. This was mine. You loaned it to me. It, it, they, their personality is something that remains long after the physical is gone. So those are, they're just delightful anecdotes that can, I could go on and on and on about the things that your loved ones remember and talk about. Also forgiveness is another big thing that I find very, very healing. If someone passes and has that transition and they feel that there's something that they need to make amends for that comes through with a lot of specificity always so there can be a lot of closure and healing and the feelings of love just flow through it's amazing do you actually feel the feelings that are like i believe i don't want to say this rudely but mediums can be the conduit the telephone the Mm -hmm. you're you're getting as you get them you deliver them um is that happen with emotions as well. Oh, absolutely. It um emotions come through very strongly especially when they're they're allowing me to feel the compassion and the love that they felt for that person. It it oftentimes brings me to tears which just translates back to the client. They're able to feel that through me. Um love is a big one, but also I need to go back to forgiveness. If there is an unhealed relationship in any way where where someone perhaps might not feel closure or there was someone who would say, take responsibility for their passing in any way, they really try to make amends for that and have some explanation and alleviate guilt. If it's there, alleviate responsibility, have some finality in that ending and then bring laughter and joy and, and hope into the remainder of the conversation. It is absolutely a continuation of a conversation that we might have with someone in spirit. Oh, I think that's terrific. Even you just bringing up the sweater, you know, there's, there, I was a skeptic. I still am a skeptic on a mm-hmm. lot of things, but one of the big things that came up is how do you know that person's not Googling me, you know, or, right. you know, and well, I tell you the that's... information beyond Google, I, I mean, anyone can look up, um, Anyone can look up, you know, okay, you've lost a brother, a husband, a child, any of these things and find that information. Okay, great. Granted, I can give you that. But does Google tell you the personality and the the likes and the dislikes and and what the relationship was like? 
I don't, I don't believe that it does. I've never, I've actually Googled myself and was a little disappointed to not find one of my loved ones that passed. So I, you know, but their personality comes through so very strongly. And that's just something I, I think is uniquely that the client would be able to tell that this is absolutely my loved one. That's something you just can't look up. And those shared memories, like for mm-hmm, instance, the memories, the absolutely. Sweater. I mean, they, they've located jewelry that's been lost. They've really? alleviated, you know. Oh, add ah, that's a big one. Where's the ring that I misplaced? Um, they talk about furniture, perhaps, and who got the furniture? Who got the specific items of clothing? Um, if there was a problem with the family, you know, sometimes families devolve into argument. We yes. all handle grief very differently, and you know, family members might. Uh, siblings might fight a little bit amongst themselves. So a parent would come through and say, you know, let's bring this back together. We realized we were the bond that held everyone together. Perhaps say this to your sister and let this go with your brother and give your father a break. It's just, it's a continued conversation. They are so invested in our day-to-day life and what matters to us is what matters to them. Well, it just brings up with me, I, you know, I'm always happy and rosy and all these on the show, but all, my whole journey started out after the death of my dad, physical death mm-hmm. of my dad. And I still have unresolved things with siblings from eight and a half mm-hmm. years ago. Right. And my, although I'm sure my dad is working on it from where he is right now, I can't help but think so many people say there's no real concept of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the, very true. And the afterlife. And, you know, it takes all of us being receptive, I think being open, being able to hear and feel those things unsaid and being willing to do this. So I think just because one might transition to the spirit world Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they have all the answers and they can be a a magical fix for. Not a fix so much, but they have a, they have a large overview of each of our soul plan of each of our journey and what we're supposed to get out of not only their, our shared experiences in life together, but how, what our future will look like. And they just provide, oftentimes provide hints or suggestions and always the ability to do healing, bring healing to the situation if we're open. They just look at it in a very altruistic, benevolent way with the personality still attached. So if there was something that, you know, they, they greatly disliked. I had one person come through who really hated pickles. And he just <laughs> said, why did you have pickles at the wake? Why were there pickles there? There was something that I didn't like. And that continued on. But he also was able to own up. You know what? I could have been a better father. I, sh- I failed you here as a husband. And it was so cathartic and healing for the wife that I was talking to. So all relationships, I think, continue on even when the physical isn't here. And there can be healing in all of these situations. That's really special. And, okay, so great that we get to spend a half hour, hour with you and mm-hmm. get a reading. So we've got that confirmation. But then what? Can we as human beings still continue those relationships with our people, even though we can't, we might not be able to see them and squeeze them and... I believe, yeah, I believe that absolutely. And I think a lot of us have, even if you believe that you don't have any gift or connection with your loved one in spirit, I believe that that, they're always trying to get through to us and let us know we're here. Uh, A lot of times people will say, you know what, I think I'm hearing them in my head, but I just count that because what if it's me? What if it's something that I'm really just pushing out there? It's a wish. It's a desire. Is this real? Uh, My my comment to that is, okay, it perhaps would be your voice. But whose words is it? Are, are they the words or the comments or the thoughts or the pattern that your loved one would say? They really want to have that communication. There are signs that they give us often, and we might 
tend to, after getting the same sign or the same confirmation year after year, ask for something else. Ask them to mix it up. Show us that you're still here in a different way. They always oblige that. Always, always, always. It's interesting you say that because uh, it was maybe about a year ago. Um, I was talking to my dad before I mm -hmm. fell asleep and I was sad about some things going on and I honestly don't ever take my own advice and <laughs> and talk to him as much as I think I should or I want to. But I just said, Pop, I said, just give, show me a sign that you're you're here and I don't know mm -hmm. what. But Isabella, right before I fell asleep, it was like a slideshow of shared memories right. went oh. into my mind. And they aren't things that I have thought of. Some of them I mm -hmm. haven't thought of since I was a child. And there is no way in heck that right. my happy little subconscious would have put together in such a fast slideshow of shared memories that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thanks, Dad. I mean, it was so right. sweet and vivid. Mm -hmm. And here's one thing, too. When I say continue to talk to your loved ones, it doesn't have to be a verbal conversation. Sometimes that's helpful. Just for, It can be very cathartic for someone who's in the, the anger part of the grief or the bargaining stage of the grief to have that dialogue with your loved one. But they they are able to feel our thoughts, feel our emotions, and, and send us healing and communication that way as well, too. So it's great if you talk to them verbally while you're driving in the car, you have a private moment or even in a shared moment, but they also are there experiencing us even when it's not out loud. They're just able to know and experience how we feel. Oh, that's really wonderful. Uh, and I do believe we are souls having a human experience and we are Very going to be so. us mm -hmm. when it's our turn. And so that living here on planet earth, we still have, we have the soul power that we might not tap into on a regular basis, right? but it's our God-given ability. It's always present. We, we just have to be awake and aware that it's there. And that's all that it takes, really. Um, I I want to share really briefly a, a quick anecdote. I had a, the most amazing experience 11 years ago. I had a near-death experience. I was clinically without a heartbeat, without brain activity really? for 15 minutes, an allergic reaction to medication. And uh, in the hospital, which was fortunate for me, you know, I was there to be resuscitated. But when, when my soul left my body, I had just this awareness that I had completed my assignment. That was really cool. And I got a lot of affirmations. And, and God, to me, was just this feeling of love. But what was very unique, but I, I think is important here, is that I was able to connect with those that were still here. I instantly had an awareness of each of my children, my husbands. I had this soul connection to each of them. Even my animals, I was able to really connect with and felt as if my relationship with them was full of clarity, any challenges that, that I had felt with each of these people were removed. And I just had an understanding of why we were together, what we were to each experience together, and then individually what they would accomplish in their life. So it was such a beautiful experience to me. I, I, I hope for everyone to have that experience without the, without the death part. It is possible to have those connections and understanding of why we're together, I think, here at any moment to just be open to it. That's incredible. And I also think even if we don't have that experience, right. that it, we can pretend to look from that lens. Of so course. when we're having a difficult situation or something happens with us, you know, what could, it's so easy to feel bad and feel, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. But in this may or may not be the truth, but if we can look at, you know, how, what is our soul's 
growth from it? Where right. What am I meant to learn? And I think any of us, if we start really looking at our life, we see some common denominators. And mm-hmm. I can't help but think maybe that's one of the reasons that um, I'm living this life, you know, right. living it the way I am. Well, we have a life review, I believe, when we when we make that physical transition into spirit, back to spirit. I like to say, I feel like it, we just drop our physical body. We we do the life review. I ask everyone, why not do it now? Why not see what areas that we could improve upon or what gifts? And instead of saying, this is very easy for me to say, you know, why is this happening to me? I, I turn that around into thank you. Why? Uh, thank you for this experience. Even the ones that are painful or I feel that, that I could have bypassed or chosen to bypass, and I don't want to go through that. Thank you for this experience. What do I need to learn? Where is my lesson in this? And when I can look at, when I just make that little shift into the gratitude of the experience, even the painful ones, it just is very sweet. And I think shortened a little bit for myself. I, it, they're just shortened. And I get the lesson and the gift usually right away. Oh, you say that in me who had just mentioned my family stuff. Mm-hmm. It, had things not happened exactly how they did, Isabella, I would have never gone on this journey to discover right. more about the afterlife, about grief. Mm-hmm. I would have never written the book. I would never have the show. <laughs> All these things right. would have never happened. So I can look through the lens of woe is me, or I can say, okay, I don't know all the answers, mm-hmm. but let's be grateful for just all, everything um, yeah. that happened because I now, like yourself, get to be a, in, the, in service mm-hmm. uh, and to others. Isabella, have your uh, people that have come through to you, has there ever been any mention of how it is for them in the hereafter? You know, I think, I, and I'm, I'm asking this just because I know there are some parents, newly grieving parents that are right. listening right now. And although it is comforting that their kids go on, but how are they doing? I mean, you know, well, can you talk I, about that? I, yes, I absolutely. And I have lost a child as well. Uh, my daughter transitioned 21 years ago, and that was absolutely soul-wrenching, knees on the ground, wondering how I would continue to breathe. So I I really love connecting with parents to connect them with their children because it is such a a moment of fear and your life is forever changed at that moment. And we, as a parent, we just need to know that our child is okay. Where are they? Is someone taking care of them? What is that like for them? So when, when anyone transitions, it's simply a dropping away of the body and they go back home. Um, there is a connection that's, that I'm able to bring through with your child again, with a personality, with, with the shared experiences and memories and things like that. But they are, they are taken care of. Their soul is, is at a, a mature state at that point. I don't care if it's three years old, three months old, 13 years old, 30 years old. Right. That soul just has an awareness and it stays with the soul group that it came in here with. Um, the child is continuing on and, and sometimes they continue on. Let's say you've lost a child like I did at a young age at seven. My daughter continued to age up, so to speak. So she went through her seventh year. And when I would see her, she was seven and then eight and then nine. So I got to experience her that that way. There are some souls that will come through and they'll show me the age they were when they transitioned. And then they'll show me themselves at their perfect health age or their perfect age or where they would choose to remain. And it, it varies for everyone, but the connections and the bond is always there. The, our loved ones are okay. They are with us always. They talk about they talk about our pain and our grief and our experience. And then they begin to talk about the journey forward, how to heal from, 
from their transition. For them, is there healing on the other side in the spirit world? Well, let me start off by saying this. Um, I am shown all, one of the very first things that I get to experience is how they transition. Okay. And let's say you've lost someone and, and in your mind, it would be very tragic or painful or, or difficult transition. They, they feel that for a second. And I think there is a grace that, that comes down from God, creator, whatever your opinion of that is, that allows us to bypass any discomfort. So if there's anyone worrying, did my child suffer, especially if we weren't there with them, did right. they need me with, with their fear? That that is absolutely a human emotion. They do not experience that. They just they have an awareness and show me that. And then their experience is really just a life review. If it is a very short life in, in human terms, they, they talk about those events, those transitions. I, I've had toddlers come through that have shown me things that they experienced in their life and their connection with their parents or siblings. And then they go on to really just being this, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it, is the gauge that keeps everyone together here. And, and they talk about the experiences now that will go on and how do we heal from that? So they're, they're not experiencing anything physical as far as our life, but they, at the same time, they're able to experience life through our eyes, if that makes any sense. So they they will continue on through us and with us. Well, that's really interesting that you say that. I, you know, there's always this um, debate on the topic of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and where I'm, why I'm saying this is, is some people say you feel very strongly for it and say, you know, if a three month child is taken away, they, they've never been able to really experience life on earth. And I, but Sandra, that was all the time that that soul needed to be here. There are no accidents. There's only two things that I think we have zero control over it's birth and then death. Those, I think those are written in stone. And that is all the time that that soul needed. I oftentimes have people come through in spirit and they show me my sign for a miscarriage or termination. So if that soul needed to come through for six weeks, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, 20 weeks, we are simply the vessel for that soul to come through and have that experience. There's always gratitude and we're stuck with the guilt and the pain of those events. But but that soul comes through with gratitude. Um, sorry for cutting you off on that. Oh, no, I'm fascinated. Physical life is, was exactly what was needed for that soul. There are just no mistakes or errors on those two things. Birth and death happen exactly as they should. That's, see, it's fascinating to me because especially that you say that they can still kind of live life through our experiences. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, with the human mind that we have and human body, we can only understand really what happens on our planet. I don't think we can really begin to understand how limitless and how these experiences can be for them. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that that's fascinating. Even the concept of no time in the afterlife, you know, so those 16 weeks could be an eternity of soul growth. And and I am a I am a proponent of reincarnation. I don't think we all choose it, and I don't think we. Ch- I, I think rebirth happens at a very different time mm-hmm. than than we might logically think. I know, depending on your religion or beliefs, some people believe as soon as your soul leaves this physical body, it enters right into another. That that is more of the exception than the rule. Usually, the soul groups come in together. So, let's say you've lost a father, your father would probably wait and come in if he chose to come in with other members of his family. There are these 
uh, air quote dramas or, or events that we need feel we need to work out. And we tend to do them with the same souls, the same. If you've got people in your family that feel familiar, even to a point where it might not be pleasant for you, there's conflict with a mother or father or a sibling. Those are just dramas or dynamics that we work out lifetime after lifetime. And sometimes we come in together. Usually we do. But it's never really quick. We tend to wait until we all are gathered together and we all have this conversation about what is it that you'd like to learn this time? How can I be of service? That's where the true altruism comes in, is on the other side. We've forgotten how very long the days are and short the years are. Well, this is a juicy conversation, Isabella, because it's hitting so many good things. Yeah, because I have had people, you know, there can be a lot of... um, great things that come about afterlife conversations mm-hmm. and some things that can cause a little bit like fear. Like I lost, you know, my child passed away. And does that mean right. all of a sudden he's born somewhere else and then I can't retrain him through a medium? Seen and, that in 50 no. years, Sandra, never, ever, ever, ever have I seen that. When I do, now I have seen someone that has had a reincarnated state. And when I see that person in spirit, and again, remember, I see them as clearly as I see you and I. I describe them to the person that I'm having the reading with. I give the weight, the height, the you know, I just describe their physical attributes. And so if someone has reincarnated, the, the few times that I've seen that, to me, they appear as a hologram. So it's as if, if the higher soul is still there and then it, it's just kind of splintered off. So I would see them very, very differently. And it happens so very rarely. I, I hardly mention it because it is it that is an anomaly that a soul would come back before the group that it came in with. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, it's no wonder so many people are telling me, you got to talk to Isabella. No. <laughs> this I, am is just, great. I am a servant. I, I am yes. a servant of spirit. That is exactly why I'm here. I feel that I'm doing exactly what I am supposed yes. to be doing with this. I just want to help everyone that I can reconnect with their loved ones and have that comfort and peace if only for just a little while because i know the readings your 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 feelings of of joy and relief and comfort and some people have told me you know what i was thinking about taking my life the pain is so heavy thank you for just removing that for a little while that lasts and, and then we we kind of lose that but just having that reconnection with someone in spirit can be enough to to let you go on another day another moment to just take the pain away for a little bit that's what I think I'm put here to do. Oh, definitely. And you're, you're so cute because I looked on your website and it says readings by phone, FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, right. WhatsApp, <laughs> Facebook calling or Facebook video. I mean, you. Well, we have clients from all over the world. So I, however I can be of, of access to you, that's what I'll do. I do travel as well, too. If you've got a group of four or five or yeah. 20 or even 200, I'll go see you in person. And your loved ones really, uh, I, I do a couple of group readings a week. And it really is if your loved one is speaking through me and my mannerisms change, my voice change, their their voice comes out through me. So however they can get through to you to let you know that, hey, we're still a part of this. We're still here. That's what they do. Can you give us an example of that? Because I, I read that in your introduction. You're able to connect and channel those in spirit. Mm-hmm. Of what what that's like and, and what somebody well a lot could of times experience. I don't remember I I have, okay. you know, I've had three clients already this morning and I couldn't tell you anything that we talked about I do take notes as I go along I, it's probably automatic writing but it's too sloppy to be that um, I just have them come through and really they just come through with so much information I'm just repeating it at some point they kind of check in and I check out. It, it's really that easy. I have no concern or worry that I'm going to get my physical body back, but they just come through and, and use, I'm, I'm just the conduit for them to come through and, and talk to you, have that connection again. Oh, what an earth angel you are for, for doing this. 
Oh, I can't imagine. I think this is exactly why I'm here. This is what I'm put here to do is just remind people, be that little reminder. There is so much more than what we see, touch and feel. And, And physical death is just the beginning. We get so attached to the tangible things here. And when they're gone from us, I think fear stepped in. What happens? You know, it's love with no place to go, but also we put so much energy into these physical relationships as we should. We're, right. we're here to do them. I, I'm not, that that's not a negative, but that we, we forget that there's uh, life and, and physical life and spiritual life are very different things. They're, they diverge as soon as we're here in the body. And the spiritual life is so much grander than anything we could have here in the, the physical. Wow. I'm, I'm, um, I, I just feel in my core, there's no big ego about you. You're just you and you're just here for service. I, I try to be truly, I try to be whatever I can do yeah. to really help because I've been in that spot of grieving. I've you been have. in that spot. Oh, you know, I've lost a spouse. I've lost a child. I've lost a parent. I've lost people that are so dear to me. And I don't, I don't for one second, um, deny that my grief is, is a little different than others because I can see my loved ones. I physically see them. I have those conversations as interactive, but I I don't have the physical, which is what we all, we just want to touch them, feel them, hear their voice. So uh, my grief is is a little bit different than than yours or someone else's, but it's still very valid. And I have that compassion and understanding. My heart feels your heart and that pain, and I I know what loss feels like. Just however I can alleviate that is is what I think I'm here to do. Well, and that's something else I wanted to ask you about. Great to get a medium reading, wonderful. But you also call yourself and offer something like a grief or bereavement companion. Can you right. talk about what that is? Sure. Um, well, I am, I am a grief therapist. I do not have a private practice. That's not something that I've chosen to do. I, I did this t- close to 30 years ago. Um, and I, I, I'm able to spot, and I think intuitively and with the help of your loved ones and spirit, maybe where we're having trouble moving from from one stage of grief to another. So if there's a lot of bargaining, bargaining, I think, is the, the stage that we're in for for the longest. Um, it's the woulda, shoulda, coulda, if only, why didn't I? It's those those mm-hmm. thoughts that we just, they're intrusive thoughts. If we're stuck in that three or four or five years down the road, we should probably examine that. Why are we holding on to those thoughts so long? So, so where I come in, where I'm, I hope to come in, is just to help let some of those things go. And let's look at some of the other areas of your life where we can push through this grief. So I just walk through people as a companion through their bereavement, through their grief. I want to support you. How can I be of service and support you as you're mourning the loss of your loved one? Beautiful. And then on the flip side of that, I know it takes different people, a different amount of time to move through the grieving process. But then there's the life process. Because if we don't die, who are we? What is our life for? And you also do life coaching, helping people empower people. So would you talk a little about uh, that? Yeah, absolutely. So if there's an area of your life where you're struggling, perhaps in your career, perhaps in your your relationship area, if there's something, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do here? Why am I here? I think that's also where the intuitive part of me comes from. Okay, here's what I'm picking up. Here's where your gifts are. Here's where your skills are. How can we move you? Where can we put momentum in you to, to fulfill that goal? How can we empower you more in your life and help set boundaries where needed? Let's do that together. And and those are both equally fulfilling parts of what I do. It's just very exciting to see someone who feels very low and down and, and stuck, basically, 
watch them just fly. And that always has a trickle down effect. I think um, when you help someone, they automatically help someone else. So it's always just something that you see instant results from. It changes every area of their life. And with grief, there is no set time limit. 21 years since my daughter died and and there are still triggers. You know, I still miss her very much, but it, it is it is at a point now where she was a piece of me and I am a piece of her. And I think that's always going to remain an empty spot in my heart. But I have joy. I have hope. I have goals. I have dreams in my life. And and that wasn't always the case. So that's where I try to come in and just, where can I help you find wholeness again? And what's interesting, both, both of us, is I think everything that we've experienced grieving-wise and the ups and the downs all makes us who we are now mm-hmm. that we can be compassionate and empathetic and, and make a difference with others. Absolutely. I really, um, I, I have several boys. I have six boys and one daughter. And wow. I really afraid to have my daughter because I didn't have a great relationship with my mother. And I didn't know if I could have that bond and connection. Mm-hmm. And my daughter taught me so much about love. She taught me the amount of love that, that I didn't think I was capable of having. So the gifts that her life and her transition gave to me and how I carry and propel that forward to help others, it's enormous. So even in loss, especially when we have a, a loss in our life, it's a wonderful time to reevaluate. When you're, when you're out of the grief, when you're out of the, the deep heaviness uh, that, that encompasses us when we're in that tremendous loss, we kind of look around and go, hey, what do I like and, and what do I just want to let go? And that's where I like to come in and go, how can I get you there? Let's go back to living because there is still life. There is still life to have. Yeah, I I do enjoy talking with you and I can totally get it. I can just see us being friends and and just to, I I have a guy that is my business coach and a friend Mm -hmm. and there's a level of connection that he really knows the real me. Yeah. And I can celebrate the ups and share the downs. And, and so for you, like I said, not just being a medium, but just being actively involved in helping people through grief. And mm-hmm. even if you're not grieving, but in help people with life, there's a trust that I feel with you just talking to you now. And from the testimonials from so many people who've said good things about mm-hmm. you that oh, I, I really you. do think that you can, you, you do make a difference in people's lives. But of course, there may be people that never talk to you and right. are just listening to you right now. But do you have advice or thoughts really about the nature of life and maybe a few things or something that you're given to say about making life worthwhile for us while we're here? Sure. I think we all come. I, here's my belief on, on life such as it is. Um, I think before we come into the physical we make these plans. We, we, again, I hate to use the word altruistic. I feel like I overuse that, but we uh-huh. are so altruistic and so benevolent, kind, understanding and gracious to others because we realize all of this is very temporary. Of course, I'll come in to have conflict with you. Of course, I'll come in to struggle with addiction. Of course, I'll come in to struggle with loss. That's something we can't learn on the other side. We can read about it. We can hear about it, but until we physically experience it, there's no way to really grasp that concept. We come in here and we have these experiences and that veil is closed down for most of us. 
it's really reconnecting with that higher soul. What did we come in here to do? What did we come in here to accomplish? What did we come in here to be? How, what is our soul's purpose? That's why I call myself a soul reading medium. Uh I really feel that I just am able to see your soul. I'm able to see the purpose of why you're here, remind you of that, and then walk with you as needed or, or, or as I can through the rest of that process. For sometimes it's most people, it's one session a year, sometimes two sessions, you know, they'll come to me in a, a very dark grieving space, connect with their loved one, and that's for healing. And maybe I'll talk to them once or twice again throughout the rest of their life. Some people, it's it's twice a week, once a week, as long as needed. And some of these people have remained lifelong friends that started out as clients. So however I can just help you get to a better spot to where you remember why you're here, then the job is done. We've, we've all come here just to learn. This is school. This is our school. It is. You are one busy woman. <laughs> oh, I am busy. I, I really am. But I, I always make it a priority to help those that need it. I, I you know if it adds an extra 30 minutes or an hour to my day, I've got it to spare. I just, as long as I can help someone who is hurting, that that is what I'm supposed to do. I know that's my purpose. So that's what I choose to do with my life. That's where I give my energy. And it gives me energy to do sure that as well, too. Yeah, any bit of service, getting our eyes off ourselves right. and onto somebody else, it, it always is so rewarding. In those moments of very dark grief, go volunteer, go 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 to a food bank, go donate clothes to a homeless shelter. Take your mind off your pain just for a moment and it lightens. And when we're in gratitude as well, too, I always try to remind people in those darkest moments, if it's just, I'm grateful that I have breath, I'm grateful that I can hold a pen, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head, the smallest amount of gratitude connects us closer to spirit. When we're in that, when we're in that energy of gratitude, we are so close to to where our loved ones are. We're so close to to spirit, and that's not always possible. It's a difficult place to maintain that. But I always ask that people just remind, remember gratitude in all things, and the connection. Boom! It gets right there with your loved ones and spirit. So if you are grieving, go to gratitude. That's interesting. You say that because I was going to ask. Um, are, some people say that when you're deeply grieving, your energy is low and it, mm-hmm. you may not be able to get an accurate reading with the medium or something like oh, that. Oh, no. Uh, I've, I've not. Uh, most of the people oh. that I talk to are very deeply grieving. They're, they're really at the point where this is it. If, this, if, if I can't connect with my loved ones, I don't know that I want to be here anymore. And losing a child, I completely understand that it's sure. not so much that you want to die. It's that you want the pain to stop. And you need to know your loved one is okay. So, so for myself, no, I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me where, how your energy is feeling, what you're experiencing. I can always bring in spirit. Well, spirit always comes in through right. me and delivers the messages and provides healing. So, you know, it, how low you are, how high you are. I'm talking about how to connect with spirit on your own. Be in that spot of gratitude. Right. Get in gratitude. Have gratitude in all things, even those that that are painful or uncomfortable be grateful in that. And just the connection with spirit is so much easier to get. That's really good. I I remember once I was feeling really low and I, something in my mind said, remember gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I took out a pen and paper and I forced myself to write down 50 things I'm grateful for. And it was the last thing I wanted to do. I was angry. I even had the idea, but at the end or close to the end of writing that list, oh my gosh, was I feeling different? Was Mm -hmm. I feeling better? Were things being put in perspective? Right. And and it's hard to do, but it, oh. 
is well, I have, yeah, I have a lot of clients ask me, how do I connect with my loved ones? How do I feel them? How, how do I have those experiences? Gratitude is where they exist. They, they exist, exist in a state of love. That's, that's really where they're coming from. That's what's being forced on them and, and pushed on them every day is love. And you've done a good job and this was enough. And so when we're able to match that, even if it is forced, and I've been where you are, really, my list, I repeated my list. I'm grateful for air. I'm grateful that I can hold a pen. There have yes. been many days like that. Okay, I guess I'm grateful that I have clothes to wear, food to eat, you know, and how yes. how silly is that, that that was all I could find? But truly, that was all I could find at yes. that time. And doing that several times a day, forcing myself to do this, boom, I got right back to that high energy level and was able to reconnect with those that I'd lost. Wow, this is good stuff. And you're a busy woman, so not everyone can always connect with you when they want. But you also offer classes on development. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because it's, you know, it's it's my instinct that we're souls having a human experience that we can Mm -hmm. all expand on our soul power. But just Mm -hmm. talk about a little bit that if you can. Well, so what I do with with the development, those are usually one-on-one. It doesn't have okay. to be in person. But but the one-on-one ones, um, I really kind of evaluate where you are and where the strengths are and where it feels as though you, you might be able to proceed further, go further. We kind of give you some lessons or things to try. The big one being gratitude, um, figuring out how to tune into your connection with spirit. Not everyone is going to have the same way that they connect. Me, I physically see your loved ones. I hear, I feel, I smell, I have their experiences. For you, it's going to be slightly different. Tuning into that, how to connect with that, how to listen to your intuition, how to connect with your guides, how to really connect with spirit. That's what I just teach people how to do, how to reconnect with that gift that was always there, always present. And and for some people, it's very organic and it just needs a little tune up and reminder. And some mm-hmm. people, I think we can really, really develop it. I think with gratitude is the key in all things and trusting the instinct that you get. It's never going to lead you astray. I know when I don't listen to that little intuition, that little voice, I'm, I'm usually stuck in traffic at that point. If I don't turn left when I was told to turn left or if I if I don't listen and I, I make a bad decision in some area, I always go, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that or should have done that. So that's kind of what I help people just tune back into spirit, quiet this mind and, and open up the heart and get back there. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, when we're done with this interview, I'm going to make my gratitude list because oh, I... Good. I yeah, think we all should. I, yes, I, will I, do well too. Too. I think that would be great. doesn't have to be 50 things, but just enough right? that gets the feeling from wherever we're at to uh, really feeling that love and gratitude. Isabella, what are you most passionate about these days? You did a lot of giving, a lot of service, but is there anything that you're particularly uh, into right now that are you sure I, I think really um well learning um i'm always open to learning i think we we are always learning and when we stop doing that i think it's kind of time to go um for myself i really feel drawn to parents because i am a parent that's lost mm-hmm. a child i really feel very strongly that's what that's kind of where one of my highlights is supposed to be right now is helping parents reminding people that you know love doesn't die. I, there, there is a continuation of, of those relationships. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now. I'm also doing a little bit of writing about grief and, and how to handle that process. Um, experiences that I've had as a medium, that's very interesting. So uh, I have a plethora of things that I'm interested in. I'm always, 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 always have a huge connection with animals. So I like to at least spend 
30, 45 minutes a day connecting with my animals, though that feeds my soul more than anything else that I can do is just experiencing that unconditional love with them. So yeah, I, I have a very full life. How many point. animals do you have? Oh my gosh. I mean, I have five dogs. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Yes. They and are. They are amazing creatures that are just unconditional love. And like I said, they really feed me. As we are jamming so much into this interview, could you talk a little bit about animals and do they go on and will we see them again? Because I think uh, we have, question. yes, we love them. Well, um, about four years ago, I, I lost my husband and I, a few months later, unfortunately, had to put a dog down. I really had waited too long to put the dog down. I was I, he was my grief companion. He sure. would be there yes, and sir. make me get up out of bed every morning. And I knew the dog had cancer and I knew it was just time to go. And I, I decided I called a vet and made the appointment to take him in. And I was sitting there with him, thanking him for being in my life, thanking him for getting me through this and, and for everything that he had done. And I wanted to tell him just what a difference he had made. And so the vet gave him the first shot that was, you know, to, to make him very comfortable and go right. to sleep. And, um, all of a sudden the vet and I both saw this very bright light in the corner. And this is a lady who had been doing this. She was probably close to 70 years old. And we, she started to actually look at, you know, was a light malfunctioning? What was going on in the room? She pulled the blinds back. Was there a light, you know, a, a, a car tail light coming in through the window and she couldn't find the source of it. And then she said, okay, are you ready for the second shot? This will, this will take champ into spirit. And I said, yes, as she gave him that shot, we both saw my dog's soul leave and go to my husband with the light that we had both seen really kind of materialized into my husband and, and her mouth was gaping. And, and I just was in tears because I saw my dog that was 16 years old, go to my husband and the, the dog began to just reverse age and look like a puppy and ran to my husband. And, and I think to this day, the woman still has just a, a, a state of shock in her. And she calls me every once in a while. Was that really real? Did we really experience that? And we both experienced that. So I know for a fact animals, their soul goes, it, it, it goes back to my word, heaven. Um, it goes back to spirit. And I do know that we have a connection with them. Oftentimes it's not unusual for someone in spirit to come through. Hey, I've got my dog that I had when I was four. And they described the dog, the cat, the iguana. I've had every animal come through that you can imagine. So yes, there is an afterlife that we get to enjoy with our animals. Oh, this is great. And you just gave me the goosebumps. My very last episode was number 286 with a uh, medical doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, Leo Galland is, Galland is his name. And his son died 150 miles away from he and, where he and his wife were. But mm -hmm. at that very instant it happened, they both saw that light. They right. both saw their son, not with the physical ailments that he mm -hmm. had, had living, but like as a pure divine soul. Right. And then they get the call from the hospital that the son had passed. Mm -hmm. And then that opened him up to go now on this journey. So he's a physician with a, just an incredible story of believing mm -hmm. in the afterlife. So just the fact that you were bringing that up about uh, your dog, Champ. And, right. And, and both you and the veterinarian saw the same thing. Right. And, we I, saw the same thing. Can you I, even imagine how she is with, she works with other people with, with animals now. Right. What a she, gift she that was She had never her. had that experience before. Oh my she goodness. was very clear about that. And she looked at, are we seeing this? Do you see that? You know, right. her mouth was gaping wide open and we both know what we saw and it was absolutely beautiful. And, and she wept and I wept and it, we just realized what we'd both seen was 
champ going to spirit and champ being reconnected with someone that loved him very much. So he went from one soul that loved him straight to another and perfect help. Oh, so great. And and I'm right. an animal lover. I had two cats mm. that mama and son, and I remember talking to a medium and she says, I just have to tell you, your grandmother's here. And she, oh. says, she says she's with the kitties. And that's what she used to always call them, the kitties. And now she's like, she's singing a song. I'm just wild about Harry. She says, oh. does that mean anything? I'm like, Harry is my new cat, you know? Oh. And, uh, you know, and I, and I told you just before we started recording, Harry doesn't give me the time of day. I live with my aunt and it's all about my aunt for the last mm-hmm. six years. And just as I got you on the call now, Harry came and he cuddled next to me. I thought, what oh. is going on here? So oh. it's, it's all good. Yeah. Isabella, our time is going by fast. Can you just reach into that generous heart that you have all about service? And is there anything else you'd like to say or just that needs to be said or something I should have asked you that I didn't or any closing words? Uh, well, sure. I really want everyone to know. And again, I think this is absolutely my purpose here that all of us are going to have a loss in our life and all of us are going to have a very significant loss. And it is really going to shake you to your core and really challenge every single thing that you believe. And when you get to that point, when you get to that very low point, there's going to be opportunities and signs and synchronicities that spirit is just going to bombard you with. Please be aware of those. Please, please, please pay attention to the things that spirit shows to us. And your, if I can get one thing across above everything else, physical death is, is just the death of the body. The soul goes on forever and ever and ever. I, I do not have a strong enough word to, to just describe my conviction of this, my experience with this. You will have a connection with your loved ones. Again, not, not only a connection, you will physically, you will spiritually be able to reconnect with them again, face to face, soul to soul. Life doesn't end with physical death. Beautiful. I'm get, I'm sending you a gigantic hug right oh, now. Thank you so much, Sandra. Oh, just for your time and who you've been being for the world and for those that I know personally that have had really incredible interactions with you because I can see people before and after and and just you've you've made a difference. So thank you for making that. Thank you. Life. I can't take very much credit for that, though. I really give credit to those in spirit. Yes. I always thank them because they do all of the work. I am really just the translator, the communicator. I provide them that voice that that they they don't have where they are, and it's just a continued conversation. That that connection just doesn't die. Wow. Thank you, though, for who you're being oh, and being available. My, my, it's my honor to that. Oh, yeah, it's great. And I'm so glad today was the day that we connected. Thank you. Definitely. And for our listener, this was a jam-packed episode with all kinds of things. And I'm super grateful, grateful you're here because you, along with me and Isabella and everybody who listens, we're on this journey of being humans and we want to have the best life possible. And it's so easy to get caught up in our own mind and our own skepticism and put aside these these great resources and stories and things. But you always have a home um, with this show with great guests that I, I talk to. We don't die radio.com is the home base. If you do find yourself stuck and you want to talk to so many great people like Isabella are available the soul reading medium.com is her website to connect. I have a Facebook group or I belong to a Facebook group called we don't die listeners that you can find on Facebook. And I'm just blown away by the amount of compassion and sharing. 
everyone does with each other. You know, I think many of us are alone in our afterlife beliefs and journeys, and there might not be people in our lives that we see every day that we can talk to about this, but there are a ton of people in the world that are willing to be your friend and listen and, you know, feel free to make your home in our Facebook group as well. A couple of just a brief announcements. I am excited Isabella to share that I'm going to start doing my first live events. Oh, I know it's a big deal. Congratulations. Wonderful. They're going to start off small then move on to bigger. But right now I have in Boston, Massachusetts planned February 22nd through 24th. uh, And then Orlando, Florida, a little warmer will be March 29th through 31st. I've got the wonderful scientist Sonia Rinaldi flying in from Brazil for both of them. And if anyone doesn't know who she is, she actually does films and pictures of things like computer screens turned off. And she would say, put a piece of bubble wrap between you and me, Isabella. And if she films your face, when it gets played back, your daughter's face or your husband's face might surface. And it's really incredible. So she's going to be speaking at both as well as some other speakers from around the world, all about the evidence of the afterlife, how to live an empowered life, obviously some help through grief, because that joins many of us. But if you're interested in in coming, we don't die. Boston.com is one website. We don't die. Orlando.com is the other. And the home base for this show is we don't die. Radio.com, which now, like I said, we have 287 very cool episodes. That's amazing. Congratulations. It is great. It's crazy. It's crazy. And um, I, like you, just feel like a, a vehicle, the vessel to share these amazing stories and amazing people with others. And for me, it gives me joy. It gives me gratitude. There's no place I'd rather be than sharing this. So boy, I don't think I have anything else to say. (laughs) That was amazing, Sandra. I thank you for all that you do. What, what a gift, what a true gift that you are to so many people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. And for our listener, you know who you are. You know those moments where you don't understand why you've gone through grief, but then you meet somebody on an airplane and those things you have to tell them are just the things they needed to hear. We're all here on earth doing our different things, but anytime you can set your eye of being in service or being there for another, or even as Isabella said, if you're experiencing deep grief, go volunteer, do something for someone else. It it will fill your heart with joy and and give you a different experience. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. And as always, I'm super happy that I get to be your host (laughs) on We Don't Die Radio. I too believe that life is an education for the soul and that our lives here on earth are very important. But like Isabella said, gratitude is the key. And really a state of love emerges and we all want to get these messages and signs and things like that. And those are fantastic to get. But how often do we actually take the time to feel gratitude, feel love and allow that to happen? So I think that's a good uh, request I have for myself and for you if you want to take that on is to take a few minutes now and just either write down or really start thinking about moments of love and gratitude and just watch how the rest of your day unfolds. So once again, we've been talking to the great, wonderful, giving Isabella Johnson. Her website is thesoulreadingmedium.com. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.